0: and welcome back to that's what i call jones history where you and i shall go on a journey of knowledge we are going to be diving into part two of creoles particularly in new orleans we will be reading from several sources which are listed below i will also post a link to part one in the show notes Wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you have any history ideas or you want to send something in, blackercouch at gmail.com. So, as stated, we're going to discuss more in regards to how creoles were accepted and what their culture was like in the society in which there was not this dichotomy between well there was a dichotomy between the races right because you had whites you had blacks and then you had this mixed culture which was its own thing however once once america got their hands on louisiana all of their ideas fashioned by by books about eugenics start to come to the forefront and then they're just categorized as black or if they're much lighter they can pass as white and so that causes a little bit of a racial crisis I would suspect within that type of community that really owned both their mother and their father in which they were in a way rejected by both races and still they were divided by, by their parentage quadroon referred to women of color whose ancestry was supposedly mixed with only one quarter black blood. The term was popularized by President Jefferson, a slaveholder who never arranged to free his own black children born by his slave Sally Hemmings, or any of the other two hundred slaves he held at his death. Now, I think that's actually inaccurate. He did end up freeing. Like I think that was the condition in which sally stayed with him i think that he freed most some of his children if not all of his children while he and sally were together and definitely the rest upon his death however his daughter i believe retained a great deal more uh, after his death something to that effect so I think that is um, that maybe Aaron is or not the full full story there. Now, if anyone has watched the Feast of All Saints, I believe is the movie. It was around this idea of a quadroon ball. Now it has been debated that this is rather mythical and not something that actually did occur. It is debated between scholars. Uh, In this particular article, quoted below these quadroon balls, in these quadroon balls, women of color attended lavish dances with the hope of forming a placage or placage relationships with eligible white men. But the historic practice of placage relationships between white men and free women of color were legally binding contractual agreements drawn up in presence of a notary public in these arrangements for monogamous or extramarital relationships women were typically set up with a house and income and any children were financially provided for by the white father americans had outlawed marriages between races and made it very difficult for children of color to inherit from their colonial fathers placage agreements were a logical alternative couples also simply cohabited so it's not to say that there was not a meeting of you know like any other um courtship type of dance that was done back then did most people socialize at these type of functions yes were they made exclusively for white men to peruse it not any more than any other social construct in which marriage is the ultimate goal which is every colonial power at that time so in itself to 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 stigmatize these quote-unquote balls as they were simply a marketplace it dehumanizes them it takes away the aspect or the idea or the concept that free-born white men would seek out companionship as well as a legally bonding, binding contract with black women, and then not only that, support their offspring from those relationships. So it also takes away the idea that those are mutually beneficial to an extent that they may incorporate an actual loving relationship and bond it's more than just a transaction the fact that they are legally married makes it more so of less of a transaction because they are they are splitting their fortune between their own white family and prioritizing it not in uh in lieu of the white family's interests Free women of color in Louisiana were a powerful group in their own right. They owned land, slaves, property, and businesses. They were also beautiful. It only makes sense that any man would be attracted to them. But they did not rise to their level of affluence being stupid. Just as of today, people who have assets take steps to protect their assets when they enter into marriage or relationships, free women of color in louisiana did the same thing in 1858 louisiana there was very little to celebrate and dance about if you were a free person of color in the lead up to the civil war hundreds of creole and black families are preparing to leave the state for mexico and haiti a curfew was in effect for free people of color and slaves the number of people of color who could publicly gather was severely restricted Free people of color entering the city were required to register with the mayor's office. That same year, groups of whites throughout the state physically attacked free people of color. In 1859, Louisiana legislators proposed re-enslaving free people of color and seizing their property. That is just fucking insane to me. You didn't work for that in which someone else has and so you decide well they're black and thus beneath me and not human so no not only should they be put back into their rightful place i now have entitlement to what they themselves successfully accomplished which they couldn't possibly do if they were soulless stupid ignorant beings as you would like to believe yourself to or what you those people tell themselves black people are the irony of the so-called quadroon ball is that its advertisement came with a much darker tale sam l s smith was a proprietor a well-known scoundrel and interloper from the north By deconstructing his advertisement, the quadroon ball can be understood as a not-so-veiled cover for prostitution for sailors and visiting northerners. In the 1790s, New Orleans slaveholders had objected to attempts to prohibit slaves from attending dances and frequented by white colonials and free men of color. Slaveholders realized that slave women could make more money as prostitutes than in other jobs later louisiana supreme court heard cases that suggested slaveholders sold or leased out slave women for prostitution at these balls just two years before this ball senator charles sumner rose before the senate and gave a speech called the crime against kansas in the speech he said senator butler of south carolina was introducing the kansas nebraska act not only to make Kansas a slave state, but to expand and continue slavery so that white slaveholders could continue to force sex on slave women. Two days later, Butler's cousin, Congressman Preston Brooks, viciously attacked Sumner with a cane, nearly killing him. Sumner's references to rape enraged Brooks, but it was becoming increasingly common for abolitionists to accuse slavery proponents of using slavery to force sexual relations on slave women. Plackage and other long-term relationships existed between white men and women of color in New Orleans, but quadroon and octoroon balls were not about cultivating these relationships. Continuing to retell the fanciful myths about the quadroon ball only to serve to paper over another heinous injustice of slavery the use of slave women for sex and sex trade with a convenient and white male-centric fantasy that's also very true despite me even falling into it myself like the taking the idea that it's just you know don't romanticize it even though i don't think i was doing that but i don't think that it's right to say that the 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 absence of that possibility exists right but it's not to say that it wasn't you know as many once again any other type of marriage was at that time for a woman because just being a woman in general sucked suck the big felota so taking that into consideration uh black women also fell under that but it felt it also feels like they retain a great deal of control in those relationships so a few terms from the creole period that seemed to separate the races you have negro in antebellum louisiana negro or negress described a person who did not have any european ancestry as distinguished from a person of color mulatto historically this term is meant to describe someone of mixed african and european ancestry in louisiana it is even more specific describing someone who's believed to be of one half african ancestry and one half european ancestry griff which i have never heard of in my life uh, or grife refers to a person who is believed to be one quarter european descent and three quarters african descent and i'm wondering who the fuck is going around mixing up these quarters alternative alternately it could refer to someone of african and native american ancestry then we have quadroon refers to a person who is thought to be of one quarter african descent and three quarters european descent once again how are we chopping up these quarters lastly octoroon refers to a person who is one eighth african descent and seven eighths european descent that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my this is what happens when you can just make shit up (laughs) (laughs) you ain't gotta have no rationale to it just it's it's, it's made up but one of the femme decolor these women were prohibited by law from marrying white men and caste prejudice kept them from marrying black men their social behavior was regulated by various insulting laws and codes And I'm also thinking most people are wondering by now, what does femme de couleur mean? Oh, I'm thinking these are just women of color, but let's do a French pronunciation. Oh, I was completely right. Yay. (laughs) The lingo is going off in the background. Because it really be giving you some threatening messages if you ain't talked to it in a while. What are you waiting for, you dumb, stupid fuck? I'm glad to know I'm digesting things. So, women of color. So, not free women of color, but women of color is what we are referring to. For example, they were not to go about in daylight in extravagant dress. At one point, and frankly, my dear, someone asked Celine where her tignon head covering is. One of the governors had actually passed a law prohibiting mixed race women from wearing jewels and headdresses with plums. Why put a plum in a headdress? Because that sounds awful. His law decreed that they must wear scarves, tignons on their heads when they were out in public compared to the free men of color the women's choices in life were severely limited it's also crazy that governments genuinely back in the day i mean it's terrible what they're doing now but as they continue to do they're so sliding backwards but would go as far as to tell you what the fuck you can wear like you're not a, it's not even just this is even in england you know peasants are only allowed to wear this because it's expensive so we don't want you to have it like what the fuck even if i can afford it you're telling me i can't wear it and it's against the law i could be murdered crazy a few did marry men of mixed race but not often one of them henriette de founded an order of nuns but most of these women became mistresses of the uh to the white creole men of new orleans in a system uh called plackage. inevitably these relationships produced children and by the early 18th century the plaquage system was developed to define the legal ramifications of these relationships including the inheritance and other rights of the offspring so i'm guessing this is uh, what precipitated that originally in new orleans since new orleans had particularly difficulty in attracting marriageable women even by french colonial standards a very large community of mixed blood creoles of color arose forming the foundation of new orleans free creole society in later times most plaques as the concubines were called were quadroons or octoroons but in earlier times many were mulatto black or indian completely off topic but i am totally craving a pizza right now uh though the system was considered uh, widespread throughout the french and spanish colonies in the caribbean or caribbean and along the gulf coast including haiti Martinique, and florida it was mostly highly developed and formally organized in new orleans and reached its height during spanish rule of the city between 1769 and 1801 it rather sucks that the spanish had to give it to (laughs) america (laughs) a few additional facts about placage uh Creoles considered the arrangements honorable and referred to them as marriages de la main gauche. They really wanted me to say that marriage de la main gauche. de la main gauche. Left-handed marriages. Though in the earliest days most pla- places were slaves, this later became unusual and most were drawn from the free Creoles uh, community or society in 1788 it was estimated that there were about 1500 places in new orleans and they were the most influential members of the creole community their children were often educated in france and some even owned houses with their own white adornments a wealthy man would usually reside with his wife and his children at his plantation but maintained a townhouse in new orleans where his place c and her children lived he stayed in this house when in town for business or used it for entertaining other city businessmen and when he was out of town his place c and her children part- participated in free creole society a man's relationship with a place c often predated his marriage because he did not seek a white wife until he had established himself and business thus his children by the place c were often older than those by the legal wife and some men actually named their creole children as primary heirs over their legitimate children normally however the place c could expect one third of her husband's property upon his death but if he died into state or was forced by his legal wife to abandon his place c and her children, she got nothing more than her house. And sometimes not even that. Deadbeat dad. Interstate means to not make a will before you die. Nice. Uh, or a white woman can get her way. <laughs> if she was still young and attractive, she might enter into placage with another white man or marry a Creole man if not she might open a boarding house or seek employment as a merchant hairdresser or seamstress and it was very likely she would bring her own daughters up to become place. this is the manner of society that seemed to have existed back then between french white men as well as free women of color and just women of co- i mean i, I don't what, what is the difference i don't think there's a difference there i don't know why i'm making a difference there. i guess because i'm thinking of slaves right because when they say women of color i'm guessing in my how i took that as they meant slave women that had less of a you know maybe the the white man would buy their freedom or something to that effect i could be uh incorrect in inferencing there so definitely check out the articles listed below we are gonna delve into some scottish history where we will be first discussing the ancient period uh until we get to the period in which we start to discuss black people in scotland and their influence on the history but we'll be also doing a comprehensive History of the cont- the continent, <laughs> the country in itself. But we will be coming back to a focal point of Blacks in European history. There is a book I am uh, eagerly awaiting to, to get on my Audible, which is African Europeans, an untold story by, I believe, French author historian olivet otelli i am going to be frantically writing notes and looking forward to discussing um more of our heritage in a very comprehensive um comprehensive way by an actual historian who's done all of this research and work uh so uh looking forward to that after most likely it'll be maybe a three four-parter with the scotland um which i'm sure maybe some of those uh, stories could overlap in hers i haven't read it so i don't know but i will be uh coming back to that topic if you have any topics you want to discuss or you have any ideas or you want to write something send it in for me to butcher and read it (laughs) at gmail.com my social media will be below as well again remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic.